The following podcast you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where everything you do in life begins with Push and Start. today welcome back to another edition of sport your enthusiasm bet beat the odds damn i messed up the title beat the odds (laughs) i'm your humble host bryce benjamin of course you know i got the co-host of the year with me you know him you love him mr ed ruder in the building what's good my dude oh tonight's a great night uh not only am i feeling great not only am i five weeks you're you're undisputed six Six weeks undisputed heavyweight co-host of the of the of the year. I don't know, man. You ain't, he- you ain't heavyweight no more. You of you the more week. Of a, you more of a cruiserweight now. I know. I'm gonna be doing flips off the top rope for all my wrestling fans. You know those cruiserweights. There you go. And be all over the place. And Bryce, let me tell you why I'm really excited today. Tell me why. Uh, I ha- I heard a rumor that we've got a very very special guest. I mean, this guy really special. So I'm gonna let you introduce him. But I am amped. Hey, man, sources confirm this rumor. Ladies and gentlemen, I am pleased to announce we have a special guest in the building via satellite. My God, Vinny Paul Mary in the building. Vinny, sir, how are you today? Yeah, I'm doing very well. What's going on, guys? I am glad to be on. I appreciate the invitation from Ed and Bryce, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to discuss some football games, some lines. And if you guys already know me, you know, this is what I'm all about. So let's 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 do it. Man, you hear the enthusiasm on this man's voice. This is why we got him on the show. You already know it's going to be an excellent episode. But, you know, before we dive too deep into things, Vinny, as the honor special guest, we want to give you a minute, first time on the show. Let the fans know your fanhood, favorite team, sports, players, whatever you want to let them know. The floor is yours, my man. All right, so Vinny, Vinny Palmieri. My friends know me as Penn. I'm a Raiders fan, silver and black through and through. I'm a Blue Jays fan. I'm a Golden Domer. I went to UNLV. So I, I root for my Rebels. Hate Duke. Got to put that out there. Aye. And, uh, you know, I root for my fantasy players. That, that That's it. Nowadays, once you get older, you start playing fantasy football. Man, you know, you root for those players that are on your fantasy team. So, uh, yeah, first and foremost, Silver and Black, the Blue Jays, and uh, anyone from the Mountain West. Hey, man, just win, baby. <laughs> I can dig it. All right, man, there it is. Boom. Yo, Ruder, we talked about it on last week's episode. Well, this past episode, I should say, of SYE. Quarter of the season is in the books. We now start the back half of the first half of the season. The next four weeks, man, and uh, week five is upon us. We have some pretty good games on the slate as well. I was looking at them when I was making my picks, giving my predictions, and um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to getting to this conversation. So let's go ahead and kick it off, gentlemen. First game on the slate here, Ruder. 
and Vinny. We have the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. There's a slight scare um, with all the, the COVID outbreak, thanks, Tennessee. And uh, <laughs> and uh, New England, um, we had uh, New England's cornerback. Help me out with the name real quick. Stephon Gilmore, excuse me. Um, yeah, he caught COVID. And uh, there's a worry that some of the Chiefs players might have caught it as well, including Patrick Mahomes, because they had an interaction at the end of the game. But luckily... Nothing was to uh, manifest from that, and we still got football this week. So for this game here, uh, Las Vegas traveling to Kansas City, they are right now um, 11 and a half point underdogs, and uh, over under for this game is 55 and a half. Vinny, you are the the, the honored guest here for today's episode, and uh, I leave the floor here, man. This is your team, and uh, yeah, go ahead, have at it, man. What you thinking about this game, sir? All right, so I'm very interested in this game, as you guys already know. Um you know, the Raiders, they're ready to play this game. They're sick of losing. And um, I do remember last week, you guys both correctly had Buffalo, and you guys were both very confident in Buffalo winning that uh, game against the Raiders. And you guys were both correct. Um, from one thing, I thought Buffalo, you know, I thought the Raiders played a good game. I thought Buffalo was a lot better than than the Raiders, and the Raiders stuck with it. They were, you know, two scores down. They turn over the ball in the fourth quarter. They got a good stop. They got the ball back. They turn it over again. It's okay. They got the stop. And um, I, I'm seeing some difference in this Raiders attitude. They're not giving up. They're not giving up. But, but they're still lacking some talent. Yeah. They still lack some talent. Although Jonathan Abrams, mark my words, will be one of the top two safeties in the league in the next couple of years. Top two? Top two. Top two. Behind Jamal Adams, in the next couple of years, you guys are going to be saying, you know, my man wears number 24 like Woodson did. Yeah. He's going to be a top safety. It's on the record, man. I like it. Lock it up. I like it. So when I take a look, so – I like I like two things. I like to look at a coaching staff, and I like to look at the line, that number. What's that number telling me? Well, that number at 11 and a half, I seen it open at 12. Now it's on 11 and a half. That tells me there's a little bit of action on Oakland. And anytime there's early action, that's the smart money, right? Because the public doesn't bet until Sunday. They're not betting the game on Monday and Tuesday. They're betting it on Sunday. So if you see some early action on Monday and Tuesday, that's telling me the smart money might be thinking, hey, maybe this 12 is too big and the books will bring that down a little. Now, the Pats and the Raiders and the Chiefs have a common opponent. They both play the Patriots this year. Now, Kansas City was minus seven over the Patriots mm-hmm. at home. So that tells me the Chiefs are th- are four better than the Patriots, right? Because you get three points for the home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Now, the Pats were six and a half over Vegas. So that tells me at home. So that tells me the Pats are three and a half better than Vegas. So if you extrapolate that, that means Kansas City is three better than Pats. Pats mm-hmm. are three better than Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's nine and a half better than Vegas. So this line is saying that the Chiefs are eight and a half better. So that's around the same line. So so we'll see a couple examples later on in this schedule where 
where you see some discrepancies. There's not a big discrepancy here. But I do have to say, I hate to say it, I do like these Chiefs. <laughs> I do like these Chiefs. Yeah. And I like these Chiefs because the Raiders can't stop the run. Yeah. And Clyde the Glide, that's what they called him last Monday, Clyde the Glide from Clyde Drexler, right? E-Lair. Drexler? The H is silent. Yeah, C-E-H. He can run. He's tough. And they just have too many weapons. So I, I, I have to go with the Chiefs, unfortunately. Minus the 11 and a half. Mm, I know that's tough to say, man. But hey, listen, I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> Bruder, what you thinking, bro? Well, my first thoughts aren't about the game. My first thoughts about how could I have possibly forgotten to let everyone know that Vinny is a is an expert in the game. This is a guy, as you heard him <laughs> say, went to UNLV, lived lived part of his life out in Vegas, worked in a casino, if I'm not mistaken. So if there's anyone as far as an expert guest that we could have brought on, it's this guy. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't start with this. Obviously, you saw the in-depth analysis there on the spreads. This guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, so. yeah, that was hard. He, he, he definitely came in hard with it. I like it. He, he said the smart money's on the early bets. I'm thinking the smart money's on whatever my man Vinny's saying right now, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that pans out. I'm going to keep it brief here. I think that uh, I agree with Vinny entirely that they are a well-coached team, a team that plays hard, but a team that's going to be just um, – they're, they're, they're going to be up against it this week from a talent perspective. I think the Chiefs will dissect them. I, I could see the, the Raiders being down like 10 most of the game and then getting another late score in there uh, in garbage time. I like the Chiefs to win, but I like uh, the Raiders with the points. Okay. Um, I got to lean the Chiefs as well. And uh, just going off of recent history, um, the last two games that the Chiefs and Raiders played, and I'm, I'm talking about 2019, of course, uh, we've seen a score of 28 to 10, and then we've seen a score of 9 to 40, both Chiefs victories. Now, obviously, it's a different team this year, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's back, he's better. E-Lair, Clyde Edwards E-Lair, got to make sure I get that E in there, as fucking every ESPN announce, enunciation has to do it. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's like you said, Vinny, the Raiders defense, they, they really can't stop the run. And uh, Pat Mahomes, man, he's just he's just a different breed of, of human. Like he is not from this planet. I'm not I'm, I'm convinced he's he's an alien. Um, and Andy Reid, like one of the greatest play callers, period. Like simple as that. And uh, yeah, I can see honestly getting this game, getting away from the Raiders. As much as I would like for it to be a good game, um, I just think that this Chiefs and uh, Kansas City Chiefs offense is just rolling right now. And Kansas City defense has been pretty solid as well. I got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Rudy, you and I was talking about Chris Jones. He's just a fucking game wrecker along with the Honey Badger back there. And then they corner Fenton. Um, he's looking like a young superstar corner in the, in the making right now. He's locking up literally everybody. So uh, Darren Waller, I think they have a good game. But um, overall... I think the Chiefs win this one. I'm going to go with the Chiefs, and I think that they cover as well. So I'll go with a score of, like, give me, like, 30 – Go me, give me 38, 38-17 Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to roll with that one there. Okay. Uh, moving forward here, next game on the slate, we got the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Pittsburgh. And uh, right now, Pittsburgh Steelers are the favorites, minus seven. Over-under is 44-and-a-half. Uh, Ruder, going to you on this one first, my man. What you thinking? Well, 
I would normally say that uh, the Eagles were have been a little bit resurgent. Yes, they had that tie that was kind of embarrassing against Cincinnati. I, I think an undervalued Cincinnati team, though, because this isn't this isn't last year's Cincinnati Bengals. I think they're a little bit better than people were giving them credit for. Um, I would also say that the Eagles uh, played a pretty nice game against a, an albeit injured 49ers team, but they did come away with the win there. So that's interesting. And the Steelers, as much as they've shut down the run, uh, and as much as they're 3-0 and and coming off of a nice long break, uh, they have not been tested this year. So I know, Bryce, this was a team that we differed on, actually, when we were talking about our, our top five teams in the NFL so far. Yeah. Uh, but for me, the Steelers beat up on a Giants team that's absolutely atrocious. Uh, they managed to beat up on a Broncos team that was one of the most heavily injured teams in all of football. And then they beat up on the then Bill O'Brien coach Texans, and uh, I think that they're great at stopping the run. I'm just not convinced of their offense yet. I think I'm a little bit jaded. I had Juju Smith-Schuster last year in fantasy, and he just broke my heart, uh, albeit with with Duck back there. But, old uh, Ducky. Old Duck. But uh, I think I've got to take the Eagles here with the points. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm feeling the points this week. I think the Eagles are going to win this game outright, to be honest with you. I think that... Uh, despite the fact that they've had their problems. I think they're going to turn it around this week. Peterson's a good coach, and we're going to see a, about a 28-20 to 20 win for the Eagles. Give me, okay. give me them with the points all day. Okay, I like that. Vinny? All right, so so I've watched some Philly this year, and I, I've, I've watched two different Philly teams. I've watched the first Philly team for the first three weeks where Carson Wentz looked like he didn't belong in the NFL. They looked atrocious. And then I watched them last week, and Wentz was completely changed my opinion about him, right? Um, Philly loves to feed Miles Sanders, Sanders the ball. I mean, my Sanders is their bell cow. They lost Goddard. They have no wide receivers whatsoever, you know, so it is what it is. Now, Pittsburgh absolutely – put the stop on Saquon, what, week one, week two? Week one, I mean, yeah. I, and Saquon's arguably the top the top two back in the league. Yeah. Regardless of the offensive line. So, you know, looking at it, I have to I have to lay the points. Pittsburgh at home, and they're coming off a bye week, correct? They are. Yeah, technically that was a bye week last week because of yeah, the and COVID. even without that Deontay Johnson, they still have that Chase Claypool to – Opposite of um, Juju, um, Juju Smith Schuster, that Chase Claypool looks legit as a rookie out of Notre Dame. I mean, he's a big boy. He gets a ball in his hands, and he's just out of there. He disappears on you. You're not going to catch him. Um, that that I'm, I'm surprised at how well T.J. Watt has played. I mean, he arguably he's looking he's looking like he might have a better career than J.J. And that's saying a lot because J.J. is an All Pro Defensive Player of the Year. Now, with the under and over, I'm a little skeptical now because week one, offensive holdings were down 78% from 2019. Numbers. Week, week one over that's week one. Numbers, Ruder. That's a, that's a Vinnie Palmieri stat right I there. I like that. The offensive right? holding numbers. This you guy can't prepared. This guy, you can accuse him of a lot of things, but not <laughs> of not doing his homework. Hmm. The refs were taking it easy on these teams the first couple of weeks. 
And that's why you saw a lot of overs. You saw a lot of these games going over, especially specifically. Remember, you guys both like Cleveland, but you guys both liked it under last week. Cleveland win, but it went way over, right? Yeah, they almost got the over them themselves. Exactly, right? <laughs> now, what's telling me that this might change is this Thursday night game, this past Thursday night game with Tampa and Chicago, if you watch the refs were not afraid to, to throw the flag on Tampa Bay and call and, and call an offensive pass and offensive holding. So are we going to see a trend? Is this going to follow through to this week? Are we going to see more flags? Are we going to see maybe some of these over-unders um, um, regressing to the mean, so to speak, and seeing more unders? So, so I would be hesitant in, in betting any and any over and under this week until we see kind of what the what the refs want to do kind of like in baseball with these umpires with their strike zones they all have bigger or smaller strike zones i want to see what the refs do with some of these offensive holding penalties this week before i bet an over um but straight up straight up i like i like pittsburgh as much as i like Wentz, and as much as he's changed my opinion this past week i i still think i still think pittsburgh's defense and their offense come through and 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 tomlin He's a good coach, period. So so I'll, I'll go with Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, this right here, honestly, is my lock of the week. And uh, yeah, yeah, this is my lock. Pittsburgh, like all day. Okay. Um, okay. Philadelphia's offensive line is decimated. And uh, mm-hmm. they, haven't, they haven't been able to protect Carson Wentz literally all season long. And right now, they're probably going up against the scariest front seven in football right now. Like, they just get after guys. Like, I fucking hate this Pittsburgh Steelers team because we got to play them. I'm, I'm a Ravens fan, by the way, Vinny. We have I to, know. I know. I got you later. We have to play you. these boys two times this year. And, um, yeah, I'm absolutely terrified of this of this front yeah. seven. And uh, I just don't think Carson Wentz is going to have enough time to throw the ball. And on top of that, he's going to be missing both Deshaun Jackson and also um, – uh, 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 Elshon Jeffrey. Elshon Jeffrey. Yeah, he's missing both of his uh, two of his top receivers right there. Dallas Goddard. And Dallas Goddard. Yeah, yeah, he's out for the and season. And is Jalen Rager playing or no? That, that believe, offensive and, rookie. And Rager's out. So who's going to be catching the ball? I mean, Zach Ertz. Don't get me wrong. He's a great tight end and all, but he can only do so much. Miles Sanders. I don't expect nothing from him this against this Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Yeah, and then I tough. just think I just think that on offense on the opposite side of the ball, Pittsburgh is going to be able to potentially move the ball against this Philadelphia Eagles defense because I feel like they're just going to be on the field all day long because all Philly's offense is unable to sustain drives. And um, I can see this one getting ugly. I like Pittsburgh, and uh, honestly, I like the, like the seven. That means nothing to me when I look at these the, these two teams. Um, and like you said, Rudy, you made a very valid point. They have yet to play anybody, but um, at the same time, though, from what I have seen from the teams that they have played, uh, they just like it, the front seven just gobbles people. It looks like man, yeah. and uh, yes, I, they do. I can see the exactly. same thing happening on this one here as well. Uh, give me Pittsburgh in this game. I'm gonna go with a score of. Uh, I'm going to go and score this 27 to 13. Yeah, so 27 only, 13. Not only am I up against it against both of you guys here, but I'm also up against a lock of the week, huh? Yeah, that's my lock. That's my lock of the week right there. Okay, I'm and, I, and, I, and I like Philly too. That's the crazy part. I hate Pittsburgh. I like Philly, but I'm just going off of what I've seen. Plus, yeah. Pittsburgh is coming in fresh, which, I mean, it could be a detriment to them as well. They kind of had their bye week very early, honestly. So, but I don't know. I, just, These are your. Look at the disrespect in your mouth. These are your first place 
in the NFC East, <laughs> the mighty NFC East, first place Philadelphia Eagles with that first disrespect. Place, baby. First place, one, two, and one. They earned that. They, what a world. They didn't trip into that. That's, that's they earned that's, that. That is so COVID 2020, man. That is such a COVID team, bro. Unfucking real. All right. So moving on here. Next game on the slate. Got the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Baltimore to take on my Baltimore Ravens. And uh, gentlemen, you mind if I take this one first? Go ahead. Shoot. All right. So right now, Baltimore are favorites at minus 12. Um, I've seen this game kind of go up and down. I've seen it as high. I think it opened up at like minus 14. And now it's, you know, got down to minus 12. So, Vinny, that means that uh, there's some action on the Bengals, right? Say again, Bryce. Oh, no, he stepped away for a minute. My bad, man. So, no, yeah, no, no, I'm listening. Yeah, so with the with the lines there, like I said, I've seen it open up as high as plus 14. And now it's only plus 12 for the Bengals. That means there's some action on the Bengals, right? That means they were taking, yep, exactly. That means that the smart money was taking some money on the Bengals at 14 and the books is trying to trying to even it out, right? Because the books want 50-50. Yeah. If they get 50-50, they're an automatic winners because of the juice, because yeah. of the vent. Okay. So if they're taking all this money at 14, plus 14 for the Bengals, if they lower that number down to 12, they they kind of encourage that Baltimore money yeah. to try to bring it up. Listen, I'm going to tell everybody that listens to this right now. As much as I love my Baltimore Ravens team, um, we are not clicking on all cylinders right now. And if there's a time to bet against us, I think this would be the game right here. Um, I think we're going to win this game. Don't get me wrong. I think the Bengals aren't quite there yet. I love Joe Burrow. He had that that kid has some fucking moxie on him, man. He been taking shots ever since he's been in the first game one. And, uh, I mean, he doesn't bat an eye. Like, he stands in the pocket. He delivers. Um, he has some good weapons out there. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. Uh, A.J. Green is a shell of himself right now. But Joe Mixon right now is playing, like, a top three back in the league. Um, offensive line is kind of shitty, and their defense isn't that great as well. But I think that teams right now are playing the Ravens in a certain style that, that Lamar Jackson and Greg Roman has to figure out. Because every week, ever since the Kansas City Chiefs game, um, and then even last game against Washington, even though we kind of blew Washington out, Lamar did kind of struggle with, like, first of all, his deep ball and then those throws to the outside. So he has to get that cleaned up. And uh, maybe this is the week that happens. But I like Cincinnati in this game with the points. I feel like it's going to be much closer than what they are trying to project right now. I think Baltimore will win it. And I got it as a score right now. Um, I'm going to give Baltimore 30. I'm going to give Cincinnati 20. And uh, I like that the Bengals are getting that 12 points there. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm rolling with right there for my score. And uh, I would take the Bengals with the points, but Ravens to win the game. Uh, Vinny? Yeah, so I looked at this game as well. And um, first thing as a Ravens fan, is Lamar playing with a little injury? He um he had mispracticed Wednesday with a knee. He had a sore knee, and he mispracticed Thursday because of a stomach bug. But he is back out there today. So they're saying that he's good. He's he looked good when he's out there moving around and everything. So uh, some soreness on his in his knee. I don't know which knee it was, but some soreness in his knee. And uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday. How that affects him. So something's told me Lamar's playing with like a little lingering injury. You watch Lamar run, and Lamar's an elite runner out of the backfield. He doesn't get hit. He knows when to take off. He um he hits holes hard. He hits them fast. And uh, 
And I just don't see the same Lamar this year as I did last year. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe it's because I have him in fantasy this year and I didn't last year. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But um, I'm, I'm thinking he might have a little lingering injury. Um, I know you guys both don't like um, um, who's that running back? Not the rookie. Not Gus. Oh, uh, Ingram? Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Yeah. Uh, none of those running backs, from what I understand, have received more than 11 carries either game. Yeah, yeah. The way they got it going right, right now is is literally a, a running back rotation. Like they get a series. yeah, they get they all get a series pretty much. Yeah, it, it, it's hard. It's hard. And I know a lot of times with running backs, um, you you, you need that consistency. You need yeah, to go in there three, four. You need to get in groove. And I think that that hurts them a little bit. So maybe their 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 um, analysis by paralysis, trying to get the fresh body in. I think maybe that's hurting them. Yeah, they still have a, they still have an above average defense. They still going to play defense with you. Um, Burrow Burrow's the truth. I mean, he's legit. Yeah, they do have a common opponent. They both have played Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The Browns are three better than Cincinnati. Baltimore is four and a half better than the Browns. So that tells me Baltimore is seven and a half better than Cincy. This line says that they're nine better. So you're getting a little bit, you're getting a little bit extra by betting Cincy. So that tells so that that explains why maybe the Sharps in Vegas were taking minus 14 because they were getting that extra four and a half points. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. If 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 this injury is legitimate with Lamar, um, I think it's going to hurt them. They're yeah. not going to cover nearly as many games. They're not going to put up as many points. They're wide risk. I I love Hollywood. Hollywood's dealing with a little bit of a little bit of injuries. Um, I I have to go Cincy. I have to go Cincy only because I'm still afraid that Lamar has some injuries. And uh, I think that's going to affect their offense because that offense runs through him yeah. and his offense runs through his legs. Ruder? I think you guys are both out of your minds. <laughs> I think you both showed up to the show drunk today. I did have some Surratt. And I'm you, guys are, you guys really are shot. You, have you guys I'm forgotten really how good. good Baltimore is top to bottom? This team top to bottom. They is are. Really good. I mean, we're talking about that. I think everybody got – they got – it all twisted up in their brains when they lost that game to the Chiefs. I mean, this is a team that could still very easily run the table. We forget how good they are on defense. Uh, I'm a big fan of Marlon Humphrey. I've sent that over and over. I think he's going to be uh, an absolute top best corner in the league right now. I'm telling you, as we speaking right now, entering Week Five, he's the best cornerback in the league right now. That's saying a lot of things. All, I, I don't know if I'd say all those words exactly in that order, but mm-hmm. I, I'm with you that the kid's really good. Best. And I, I think Queen is really good. I think Calais Campbell's really good. I think we're underplaying that defense. I think he's he's going to be giving uh, Mr. Burrow some fits back there. So I think that Baltimore takes this game. Uh, I think that the, the reason that the spread is this small is because of exactly what you guys were talking about. I think Vegas is just trying to get back get back to that 50-50, trying to get back to even, trying to get back to 500. And I don't think there's any way they do it. I can see the Baltimore is just going to give it to them. They're going to give it to them. And the thing is, I like this Cincy team. I said it earlier today. This isn't your, this isn't your uh, granny's Cincinnati Bengals, right, from last year. This is, 
This well, is, Granny since Granny's Bengals from the eighties went to two Super Bowls. Granny's so Bengals maybe, maybe were your legit. older brother since he Bengals from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's this exactly this right. Isn't, this isn't the Red Rifle Bengals. This isn't. This isn't your Icky Woods Bengals. This ain't right? Boomer from where did he go to school at? Boomer. No, 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 no. Icky Woods. Icky Woods. Hold on. Through the through no, the power no. of Google. No, don't Google it. I'm not don't googling Google. it. I already I'm not said go- their college I, today. I, I'm not googling it. I'm. Totally not. And by that, I know that he went to UNLV. UNLV, bringing it, brother. <laughs> bringing those rebels home. Icky, the icky shuffle, the Vinny shuffle today. <laughs> so I think, shuffle, baby. To, to wrap up this game for us here, to, to take it home with these guys, I think it's uh, it's Baltimore easy. Uh, 30, we'll call it 35 to 20, and that's being generous. Hey, I appreciate that, Ruda. I hope so. I'm low-key kind of picking against us because I kind of just want – I hope that we blow them out. <laughs> like I really do. But at the same time, man, just watching my Ravens over the last couple of weeks and watching Joe Burrow, um, he's really impressed me. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to this game. We'll see what happens. Um, all right, next game on the slate here, boys. We got L.A. Rams, that is, traveling to our favorite team, the Washington Football Club. And that's really not our favorite team. Fuck those guys. Um, they are benching Dwayne Haskins and, uh, Kyle Allen will be the starter in this game. That was a big story coming out of Washington. And right now LA is course favorites minus seven and a half over under is 46 and a half. Vinny, sir, educate the people. Oh, this is, this is too easy. I like the Rams. Washington's a very well coached team. They really are. And, uh, I don't like Haskins. I think he made some terrible plays. He made some terrible turnovers. And they have too much talent on that offense to do what they were doing. Um, I love that Antonio Gibson. The kid is special. The kid is athletic. He can play. They got McLaurin. They have that uh, that Thomas, that tight end. Yeah, Logan now, Thomas. Logan Thomas. Now, they also have a common opponent. They both play Philly. The Rams are four and a half better than Philly, and Philly is eight and a half better than Washington. All right, so the Rams are 13 better than Washington. This line is saying that they're only 10 and a half. So you're getting a couple extra points if you bet the Rams. Um, Rams are well coached. They they can run the ball. I love Robert Woods. I love those two tight, tight ends. I love uh, Cooper Cup. And uh, they came back. They played strong against Buffalo. A phantom, uh, a phantom pass interference gave Buffalo the win. But uh, I, I like the Rams to bounce back. And I do like I do like the Washington football team. My brother-in-law is a, is a Washington football team fan. But um, I, I think I think if they're going to compete for that division, and I think that's why Ron Rivera made that move. But. <laughs> But for this week, I think I think the Rams pull it out, and I think they win by more than seven and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, I like the Rams in this game as well. And Kyle Allen, he he had put up some good stats last year in Carolina, um, albeit, you know, he had probably the best offensive weapon in football, Christian McCaffrey behind him for the majority of the season. So those numbers could be a little skewed. Um, the You just mentioned it, Vinny. They have some talent on that team, man. Gibson, I seen it last week in, uh, in, in front of my own eyes, man. He's solid. Uh, McLaurin, he burnt us for 100, and uh, he's going to be a top uh, top 10, if not already a top 10 receiver in this league. He's he's really good. 
And uh, that defensive line, man, if, if they're healthy, which unfortunately doesn't look like Chase Young is going to be in this game, um, he's questionable, but we'll see what happens with that one there. But when healthy, man, that defensive line can definitely fucking bring it. But uh, this L.A. team, um, they're very talented. They're very top-heavy. They're a very top-heavy team, but it's a very talented team. It kind of comes down to what Jared Goff you're getting. Like, are you getting Jared Goff the quarterback, or are you getting Jared Goff the golfer? You know what I mean? So um, I think in this game here, uh, Washington's defense, although that defensive line is pretty awesome, I think that the Rams' offensive line can give Allen just enough time. And then, of course, like on the opposite side of the ball, you got Aaron Donald, who right now, for my money, he's the best football player in the league, pound for pound. And um, he can literally just take over games. Like, we've seen this several times already in this in this season alone. You know what I mean? Uh, Jalen Ramsey, superstar cornerback. And I think the Rams win this one is here as well. I like the points, um, you know, only giving away seven and a half points to this Washington team. I like that a lot. And uh, give me the Rams. Give me the points. And uh, I'm going to go with a score of let's go 28. Let's go 31. And I'll give Washington 17. For, for me, uh, I just I just don't see it with Washington. Uh, I think they were they were lucky to win week one. They kind of surprised some people with a bit of the athleticism that Vinny was talking about because I do think Terry McLaurin is very good. I'm, I'm not disputing any of the things that you said, but I think just overall, you look at that roster top to bottom, they're just not going to compete with the Rams this week. I think being only seven and a half point uh, favorites on the road, I think that says a lot. I think that the Rams take this game. And look, you know, Kyle Allen, I, I don't think he's the long-term answer there. I think if I think this is more about his relationship with Rivera coming yeah, back yeah. from from Carolina than it is how much better he is than Haskins. I think Haskins got a bit of a raw deal here. I mean, he's coming out of a, he's coming off of a season where there was no no real offseason, no preseason games. It's his second year, only part of which he started last year with a brand new a brand new coach this year. So getting the getting the getting the hook this early is a little bit rough. And I think that speaks a lot about the relationship that Kyle Allen had with Rivera. Yeah. That being said, it's his first week. Uh, Kyle Allen's not going to get the job done, especially with that pass rush that the Rams have. Uh, I think it's an easy, easy play for the Rams here. And we'll call it, we'll call it a low scoring game too. Cause that, I think whoever said that you, you don't know which Jared Goff you're going to get, I think you're kind of correct there. And uh, it, if anything, Washington's, I think their biggest strength is that front seven. So it, it might be an ugly low scoring game. I'm going to call it 24 10 Rams. Okay, boom. All right, next game on the slate is kind of very interesting to me. Um, it's a, a Carolina Panthers traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons, who right now 0 4, Panthers are 2 and 2. Uh, this Panther team is very scrappy. All right, they've been, Teddy Bridgewater has looked very good under uh, Matt Rule's offense here. And right now, Carolina are only one point underdogs or, uh, yeah, one, one point underdogs here, which this is pretty much a pick them over under is 53 and a half. One thing we know about Atlanta is that um, they can score points like we've seen it. They've had double digit leads and what pretty much all of their losses besides one. And uh, they just the defense can't can't hold up. But it's, it's kind of interesting that they only are given the fucking one point. Like, that's nuts to me, bro. Um. I like Atlanta in this game. Honestly, Carolina hasn't really shown anything that like really impressed me. Like Teddy, don't get me wrong. Teddy has looked good. No Christian McCaffrey though. Uh, 
Their defense is okay. But Atlanta, man, even – and I think Julio might miss this game. He's uh, with the hamstring. But um, they still got Ridley. They still got, like, a bunch of other receivers on that team. And then, like, Ruder, you and I was talking about Gurley. You get him in the red zone, and, uh, you know, that boy sniffs the, end, sniffs the end zone quite often. I like Atlanta to get their first victory of the season. I honestly do. Um, Dan Quinn right now I think is playing for his job. If he loses his game, I'll be shocked if he uh, makes it out, of, uh, makes it as their quarterback or excuse me, their head coach going into next season or <laughs> next week. But um, give me Atlanta in this game, like minus one over under is 53 and a half. I don't know if I like the over on that one. I kind of do, but uh, give me Atlanta. Uh, did they can score like over 30 on this, on this Panthers team? I'll go with a score of uh, 30 to 24 Atlanta. Okay. So I'll jump in here. I'll jump in here and, just for the sake of being a contrarian, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against that. Uh, I don't know what it is about this game. There's just something about this Falcons team that is either cursed or just awful this year. And I don't really have anything to back it up because I would like to think that on paper, even without Julio, the the Falcons to me jump out as a better team. Uh, Matt Ryan, I still think is a very very serviceable quarterback. Throwing a Calvin Ridley, throwing a Zacchaeus. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, Gurley, he's not going to have that breakaway speed like he had early in his career. He's not as elusive. Uh, he's not going to bust those 40 yard runs or, you know, catch the ball out of the backfield and take it 30 yards on you. But again, you, you get him down close and he's going to find that end zone. Uh, but with that being said, I, I don't know. I, there's something instinctual about this game for me that just says that Carolina takes it. And I think they're going to, I, I don't know what it is. I think these teams are just heading in different directions. I think you see a team in in Atlanta that's just they're just a mess right now and uh, I like Carolina with the point so that's where I'm going I, I wish I had a better analysis and a better reason why I'm just uh, I'm going with my heart here and I think the Panthers take this game you know I, I definitely have to agree uh, that both teams are definitely going in different directions Carolina definitely looks like they're improving week to week and Atlanta th- somehow looks like they're just getting worse and worse and worse starting with that Cowboys game and then following with the Bears game and then last week with Ridley not catching any passes Julio's hurt Matt Ryan kind of looks like Carson Wentz the first three weeks of the year (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Atlanta's not getting any of my money period Um, Bridgewater he uh he could get out of the pocket. He could avoid sacks. He has he has plenty of rep weapons that Mike Davis. I love Robbie Anderson. Uh, Robbie Anderson once he once once he gets the uh ball in his hands. DJ Moore, Samuel, and uh, I th- I think Carolina could put it on you, and and I'm gonna have to go with Carolina. I I think you see I think you see a nice score of like 38, 41 to like 14, 17. I think I think Carolina. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think I think Carolina comes out, and I, I think this is a statement game for Rule. I think I think you start seeing them put it put it together, and put some points up on the board. All right, I'm low without that without one. without without the best player in the league. Hey Bryce, I I tell you, man, I some of my favorite picks are the ones where I'm the lone wolf. I mean, we could talk all day about those Minnesota games. I got another doozy coming up for you in a little bit, so <laughs> go hang tight. It's gonna. I already know you're gonna pick, get bumpy, I already, pal. I already know you picking your boys. I already <laughs> know it's gonna get bumpy, kid. Vinny Ruder is low key a Minnesota Vikings fan. He just hasn't told nobody yet. No, so, no, so, I'm so not. Bryce, so I gotta tell you, we, we do a Super Bowl pick 
and I picked and I and and I'm regretting it. Oh no, you didn't pick them. I picked Minnesota early. Oh wow. In front of Kansas City. Wow. I just I just love their offense. I like uh, Delvin. I think Delvin Cook, I think with that rookie Jefferson Jefferson, that kid with uh Thielen. Have you seen the who's kid throwing him the ball? Jacksonville. Have you like seen that? who's throwing him the ball? <laughs> you like that? I do like that. Why? I'm telling you. I watch. mean, I mean, you could get hot. Hold on, hold on, Eli, listen, Eli, listen, 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 Eli's gone hot in the playoffs. Joe Flacco's gone hot in the playoffs. You could get hot in the playoffs. They gotta, they gotta get there though. We, and we're gonna talk about them. They, they, we're gonna talk. We'll about get to them. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. We'll dive more time into that. We'll get to them. All right. Um, next game on the slate here. We got Jacksonville traveling to Houston to take on the te- the the new and improved Texans. <laughs> I'd like to start it. this one off if you guys don't mind. Please go oh, have it, man. Here, I love it. Let take me set it. you up. Let me set you up. Uh, right tell now, you guys, I'm going to say something. Fifty five is over under. Go ahead, Vinny. I'm going to say something, and a lot of people are not going to like what I'm going to say right now. I I don't like Watson. And the reason I don't like Watson is not because I don't think he's talented. The kid is obviously talented. I think Mm -hmm. he's had atrocious coaching his entire career. He takes terrible, terrible sacks. He makes terrible decisions. And I have to blame that on coaching. I have to. Because the kid's coming out of Clemson. He's got talent. He he's proven in the NFL. He just has he makes some bad decisions. Now, and I and I have to blame a lot of that on coaching. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville, I like that Minshew. I like Garner, but they him. looked like crap the yeah. last time they played on Thursday. Yeah. Garner looked like, and he's I Garner looks good almost every time he comes out. He looked like crap on that Thursday night game, and I'm yeah. just wondering what is going on. Obviously, I'm from Buffalo. I'm not a Bills fan, but I I, I think if you're from Buffalo, regardless if you're a Bills fan, you don't like Doug Murrow. You just can, don't like. Him. I can completely <laughs> concur there. I get I mean, it. Even I get if you it. don't like the Bills, you just don't like Doug Marone, right? Fair enough. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I face. don't like Doug Marone. I just want to punch him in the face. Oh, and I think I think they were given they were given a handout by all those teams passing on Josh Allen and him falling to Jacksonville there. And uh, they were given the handout because, you know, a lot of times with fifth round quarterbacks, fourth round quarterbacks, it's almost a, it, it, it's it's a lottery ticket. So I think they got lucky with this Minshew, you know, but they do have some skill. DJ Shark that they should know. I love that. That kid, LaVishka should know. I love that kid. I love I have him in my, Yeah, I have him in my, my guillotine league. The kid's talented. You got to put the ball in his hand. Time yeah. out. James Robinson, too. Time out. What's a guillotine league? Oh, okay. So. You have 17 leagues. You don't play head-to-head against anyone. But the low person each week is dropped from the league, and then all of his players go on waivers. Oh, Whoa. shit. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. What's up? That's what so, you got, LaVisca? Yeah, so, so I end up draft, drafting that LaVisca. So I, 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 always, I always take my lottery tickets, and he was one of my lottery tickets, and it's paid off. And if they feed the kid the ball, I think I think it could be really beneficial to me and Jacksonville. But you know, I like it a lot. Needless to say, needless to say, okay. Bill O'Brien did a number on that Houston team with some terrible ass trades. I think they really need to feed the ball to my boy Will, Will Fuller, another Golden Domer, and. uh 
but but in this five and a half, I got to take Jacksonville. And I hate to say it, I hate Doug Marone to get another win, but I think he's going to get another win this weekend. That over-under is kind of crazy, 55. And Again, these, these over-unders, because they, they for the first four weeks, they were not calling offensive holding. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, whew. So Deshaun Watson no longer is poisoned by by uh, O'Brien, the O'Brien factor. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully whoever takes over the play calling duties actually dials up plays to get the ball out of this man's hands because his offensive line cannot protect him. And that's like that. I think that was a real big flaw with O'Brien. Like it, they just drew up plays where it took receivers, you know, five seconds to develop into a route. And Watson's holding onto the ball so long, and he's taking some sacks. Plus, you like you said, Vinny, he does make some bad decisions on occasion. Yeah, but um, like the man is a gamer. Like Deshaun Watson, he's he's a fucking yeah. gamer, and uh, I think he can he can probably pick apart this Jacksonville defense, especially with them missing a couple of key pieces. <clears throat> uh, Josh Allen right now is listed as questionable, along with Miles Jack and also C.J. Henderson. Oh, so okay. we don't even know if all those guys are going to play or not. Um, I like Houston in this game, honestly. As much as I love Minshew, man, yeah, I, I, that's my guy right there. Fucking best mustache in the NFL right now. Um, I love the running back, Robinson, that they got, undrafted guy, and he's looking really good. The Viscus Chanel, DJ Shark, they got some pretty good weapons there. But uh, I just think on defense, I think that team isn't going to be able to hang with Houston and Deshaun Watson. And um, I'm going to go with Houston in this game. Uh, I'm going to go with a score of like 24 to 14. And uh, yeah, simple as that for me. I kind of like the under as well. That under, I think, my, I think I might do a parlay with that. I like I like most of what you guys said there, especially the part about Deshaun Watson just making some bad decisions. I think he we saw some some glimpses of him last year, especially in the playoffs. That that he's definitely a gamer. But uh, one of the comments that was made last week was just that Tennessee can't go zero and zero and four, right? Well, <laughs> I said sure they can, sure they can, and sure enough, they did. Uh, and I'm thinking the same thing here. I think a lot of this, you know, them being favored here at home, I think that's just a lot of, they can't go 0-5, right? I think they can. you got to think of the turmoil that's going on right now. They, they've got a, a flip over in coaching there. Billy O. Stooge out of the building, right? So he's gone. And steps in. It's not a big motivator. It's it's Romeo Cornell. I, I don't think this is somebody that they're going to stand up and play for. I think that they're they're a mess right now. And I think Jacksonville has just enough weapons to at least, at least take this with a five and a half point spread. So I think Jacksonville wins this game outright. It might be close, but uh, I think it's going to be something like 24-21 Jacksonville and give me them with the points all day. Mm, Okay. I like that. Hey, man, Houston got better with one single move. That's all I got to say. <laughs> They're a better team this week than they were last week. That, that's probably true, but they made too many bad moves with, with Billy O'Stoog at the helm fact. to, to make up fact. for it. So I, I think they're, they're <laughs> in trouble, man. That's a, that's a terrible team right now. All right, guys, moving on. Next game on the slate here, Arizona. Possibly traveling into New York. I haven't heard any word on this one. I guess a player had tested positive and was placed on the list, and then I guess it came back negative again. So I guess the game is on. But uh, Arizona right now is minus seven. Over under is forty-seven. Ruder, huh? This is this is a good one for me. I think that the 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 Cardinals were kind of the darlings of the league for a minute, right? I in my preseason preview, I said that this is one of the most interesting teams to me out there all year, and so far they've proven, if nothing else, to be very interesting. At two and two so far, they've looked great and they've looked pretty terrible. 
Uh, the thing that I like about this game is I think the Jets are going to look way more terrible. I think Adam Gase is currently the – I see your face. What? Go ahead. Way go more ahead. terrible. I ain't, ain't going to let you – go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. All right. I thought, I thought something was coming there. I think the Jets look more terrible. I think that they are uh, about as much as the team can bottom out. I think the Jets have bottomed out via injury, via coaching, uh, via roster construction. I'm not as big a Darnold fan as most people are. I don't see it, right? Because everyone keeps saying, this kid has all the talent. And the one play that I've seen him make is with his feet, which is not what he's known for. He had that, what, 40-yard scramble where he carved up a defense that was kind of fluky in and of itself. It was ugly, too. It wasn't a pretty run. It, was, it, was. it, wasn't a, it wasn't a pretty athletic run. He kind of bumbled and stumbled for 40 yards. <laughs> Rumbling. They, they, Are you saying that I made that 50-yard run? They, they called it. <laughs> They called it a fake slide. I'm not sure that was a fake slide. That to yeah, me looked like, like he was just slide? bumbling inside and see a yeah, fake slide. Like, like, he's, was, he, like he slipped. There was <laughs> nothing. There was nothing premeditated about that at all. I think the Jets are terrible, uh, and I think that although again I said it last week, I'm not completely sold on Kyler Murray. Uh, I think that the Cardinals uh, win this game by more than seven. Uh, give me 31 to 10 Cardinals. How on the road. dare you? How dare you disrespect? The eliteness of the starting quarterback oh, for the New York football Jets, because you may not be a believer in Sam Darnold, but guess what, Reuter? You don't got to be this week because you Joe know who's starting for the New York Jets. That's right, Vinny. The elite quarterback that he is, Mr. Joe Flacco, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, at one point in time, the highest paid player in the NFL. You go look at that man's playoff record. You show me who's got a better playoff record besides Tom Brady and a couple of other great quarterbacks because that man is elite. And that's all I got to say. I just wanted to hype up Joe Flacco. Yeah, the Jets suck. Like, like they're not a good team. <laughs> like they're, this they're, is, they're let me just remind team. you, I knew when your face was lighting up that this is exactly what, what you were going to jump in with. This is the same guy. Okay, I Trust me, I'm a Flacco guy. I'm with you. But this is a guy that couldn't beat out Brett Rippon and Jeff Driscoll for a <laughs> roster spot. So I think we need to pump the brakes on the eliteness in 2020. But uh, I'll let Vinny take this game home. Hey, man, hold, right. on, hold on, hold so on. Let me get this... my pick. Let me get my pick. Oh, let me get oh, my pick. Oh, 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 go sorry, ahead. Sorry, go sorry. ahead. Get, go the ahead. Pick. get the pick. Yeah. Um, you know, I got a strange feeling in the back of my head that, like, this is just going to be a Jets win because Joe Flacco is starting. Like, I, I kind of just want to go with the Jets. I think, like, everybody was kind of high on the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray starting all just because he's so fun to watch. But uh, he has been very up and down throughout the whole season. You go look at his games. You go look at his numbers. They're kind of average. You know, the rushing is amazing. The passing, he's, he's, uh, he's kind of turnover prone. Like, he would throw some interceptions. Um, Jets defense stinks. And their offense stinks just as much, but I don't know, man. It's the Joe Flacco factor, man. That this he's just gonna chuck it deep a couple of times, get a couple of PIs, get them into the red zone. <sighs> Give me the Jets. Fuck it. I don't feel good about it. I'm not touching this game. I'm not betting on it. I wouldn't advise anybody to bet on it. I just for the Jets for fun. Fuck it. Give me the Jets with a, a sloppy win, 17-13. First right, win of the me, season. To me, th- this is this is my lock of the the week and um i'm gonna go with arizona number one i know you guys both like kyle oh well ed said he was a little skeptical i haven't watched a lot of kyler murray and i'll tell you why because i watch football games with my dad who is a die hard oakland athletics fan and you might not know this bryce and i'm not sure ed will but 
Kyler Murray was a top 10 draft pick by the Oakland A's in the MLB. And my dad is bitter that they wasted that draft pick on him. And so I can't put them on the TV without him having an issue with it. So I have that in addition to, I frankly, I don't have any, any Cardinals on my off fantasy teams, but the reason I like the Cardinals is, is, is about twofold. Number one, the defense, that defense has had four, three and three sacks in, in the first three weeks, they didn't have any sacks against Carolina. They played Teddy, who was a quarterback who could get out of the pocket. That is not a trait that Joe Flacco has, which tells me Joe Flacco is going to get sacked four or five times. Joe Flacco is going to throw one or two or three different picks. (laughs) It's just, it's just, that's just what's going to happen. Joe Flacco knows this. I am a bit. One or two or three deep balls as well. Book it. Uh, To who? I don't know. I don't know. They got no receivers. Arizona's going to sack them. Arizona's going to sack them four or five or six different times. You could lock that up. Um, They're going to get a couple picks. And and I think Arizona minus seven, I think there's a little recency bias because they played a little bit bad last week. And I think this line should be a lot higher. I think you're going to start seeing the Jets – as double-digit dogs here on and here out, regardless if they're home or not. And this is the first game that, that's going to really prove it. Okay, there it is. All right, guys, let's move on. <clears throat> Next game on the slate here, Miami traveling to San Fran to take on the 49ers. Um, minus nine for the Niners, and over-under is 50 and a half. Um, if y'all might, I would like to take this one. Oh, Ruder, you want to go first? This is your team, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it brief uh, okay. because I think that Garoppolo comes back this week, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And uh, I think he he gives it to the Dolphins. Uh, I have not been impressed with the way the Dolphins played at all. I mean, I'm trust me when I tell you I am a jaded-ass Dolphins fan right now. Uh, I, I just don't like the direction that the team's going. I think it's going to be very, very soon when we see uh, Tua coming off the bench. I think he's going to, he's going to play as soon as against the jets. I think that we've got back-to-back games coming up against the jets. Uh, and that's when you're going to see Tua kind of ease his way into the NFL life. Uh, I think this is a pretty easy call. I think San Fran at home is going to be very tough, especially with Garoppolo back. Uh, they're coming off that embarrassing loss against Philadelphia last week. There's no way they let it happen again at home against Miami. I think we get blown out this week. And I, it's going to be ugly, and I'm calling it like 32 to 10. It might be my one of my locks of the week. Uh, it, it's it's up there. I think the Niners dominate, and uh, that's all I've got to say on that one. So take it away. Yeah, uh, I'm going to just agree with you. Um, <laughs> I haven't been impressed with the Dolphins. I'm kind of just looking forward to seeing two on the field at this point. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with what you said, Ruder. The Dolphins blown out. Uh, San Fran. Jimmy G is back, uh, 34-13. Yeah, I, I don't have to. I mean, I'm I'm kind of a little uh, kind of a little jaded with the Dolphins as well. How come they're not feeding Gaskin and um, that tight end? That tight end a lot more Gasecki. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of weird. Uh, San Fran has a lot of injuries, but they are the definition of next man stand up 
because uh, Debo went out and then Ayuk is electric yeah, with like the kid. ball. I, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. With the ball in his hands, there might not be someone better in the league right now. He's that this young kid, that forty-yard touchdown he had last week that was was, uh, was extremely impressive. He reminds you me know. of Debo Samuel. He reminds me of what we were seeing from Debo last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So you have Debo, you have Ayuk, um, and then and then Mostert's coming back, who's really explosive with the ball. I love McKinnon; he's explosive with the ball as well. Um, they could just put it on you really quickly. But Miami, but again, which 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 kind of makes me a little apprehensive is Miami has that uh, that talent on the offense too. Maybe not as fast, maybe not as um, you know, bite you know, get your ass quick. But uh, yeah, this number nine—that's a big number. But I, I, I do, you know, gun to my head, like you guys said, I'd have to go with San Fran. Yeah, pretty much. All right, guys, next game on the slate here, we got uh, New York football. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Ruder. The New Jersey Giants <laughs> traveling to Dallas. And I fucked up on the Jets as well. The New Jersey Jets. Okay. But, but this time we got the New Jersey Giants challenging, challenging, uh, traveling to Dallas to take on the uh, – one and three Cowboys after that just debacle last week against Cleveland. Ugh. Um, right now, Cowboys are favorite minus eight and a half over under is 53 and a half. Uh, Vinny, you want to go ahead and take this one, man? Yeah. So, so the Cowboys have an elite offense. They have first round picks at run up a top five pick at running back. They have two first round picks on at wide receiver Cooper and, um, and CeeDee Lamb. They have a third round pick with the, with that, Young kid, uh, I forget his name off the top of my head, but just as talented. How many first-round picks on that offensive line? Well, for Dallas? Yeah, for Dallas. Look Not- at all that talent on offense. They could put it on you. But how how much talent, How what draft capital do they have in that defense? Diggs, second-round pick. That's it. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Luckily, they're playing the New York football giants who have – no talent outside of an injured Saquon Barkley and, and Sterling Shepard. I, you know, I think, I think the Cowboys, I think they realized this week that despite their poor, terrible play this year, they're only a game out of first place. And I, I, I think they really put it on the giants and I think they easily cover this eight and a half as much as I like Daniel Jones, he turns over the ball and Dallas can pressure you with their top seven. Although, again, I think they made a terrible mistake by drafting Zeke over uh, Jalen Ramsey and then taking that kid from Notre Dame over over Derrick Henry in the second round. So, essentially, they could have had Jalen Ramsey and Derrick Henry, which I think would have would have made a huge difference in that yeah. team entirely. But it is what it is and in, in hindsight's 44 or 2020. So so I got I got to I got to take Dallas eight and a half and I and I think they make it a statement game just because it's a division rival. So I think I I think you see like a 41 to 3 game, something huge. Damn. Okay. I think it's and, a big number. You know what? That's not really uh, like hyperbole or an exaggeration. Either, no, it's not. No, like, like, not, no. like right now, um, the Giants like as the, the Giants as a full football team have yeah. only scored three more touchdowns than we've scored all season. 
<laughs> and we haven't played a game yet. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. ridiculously bad. As bad as yeah. this Cowboys defense is, they're banged yeah. up. Like Ty, we just they just announced Tyron Smith. He's out for the season. They already lost their right tackle on Collins. He's done for the season. Yeah. So they have they have a patchwork offensive line, but I don't give a fuck. This yeah, Giants the problem's team, not offense. Yeah, this this Giants team is yeah. terrible. Like they're I don't know, they're not good anywhere. Like there's not a position, Nowhere. especially with Barkley being out now, there's not a position where they're good. And uh yeah, I think the Cowboys just blow them out. They better win this game. They better yeah. win, they better win big. I like your score, Vinny, honestly, man. I like a yeah. like a 40 point to fucking six. I give them six, I give them an extra field goal, but it's gonna get ugly real bad. Yeah, I think so too. I think you guys, you guys kind of just nailed it here. Uh, there's, there's really not much more to say. I mean, that hasn't been covered big time in the media already. Obviously, this Dallas Cowboys team, uh, they've been, frankly, just kind of laughable. Uh, if I'm being honest, this is a team that uh, had has all that talent. They go and get a new coach uh, in Mike McCarthy, who kind of displays all the same symptoms of the illness that was their last coach. Uh, but yeah, again, you know, we, we can make all those jokes all we want. We can say how terrible Cowboys are. We can we can do all of that. We can say how they're one ridiculously bad Falcons special teams play away from being 0-4 <laughs> this year. But yeah. the Giants, the Giants are a really bad football team. And I'm going to contradict myself because earlier I said there's this little thing in my brain that goes, they can't go 0-5, right? And I said that that's a fallacy because they certainly could. I just I just don't think it happens here, and I think the Cowboys – I think the Cowboys give it to the Giants here. Uh, yeah, but 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 is it a coaching problem or is it a is it a GM problem? I think I think I slightly address. I think I think the Cowboys have a serious GM problem and they have to look internally and figure out what they're doing. I think that defense. I think you you might yeah. be right. That defense yeah. is historically bad, but nothing from Mike McCarthy screamed to me that he had any kind of answers on any ways to look. Your defense is that bad. How do you how do you combat that? Right. You, I think you have to, you've got to run the ball. They don't give the ball to Zeke enough, especially, I agree. Early, especially yeah. early in the game. There's yeah, no especially reason Panama that money. They're down early. I get it. They're down early. They got to throw late in the game to get, to try yeah. to catch up, but you got to feed them early. If your defense is that bad, keep them off the field, grind out games. No, yeah, that, that could help. But all of their first round picks are on offense. You got to put some on defense. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree, question. man. It's, it's, a tough, it's a tough situation there, but I think the Giants... defense get a first round pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, they get it. That defense is terrible. That defense is terrible. But Dak is awesome, and uh, yeah, they just they just they gotta be they gotta blow them out. They got to like they just have yeah. to. I don't think they got an option. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate here, man. I think this game got potential to be game of the week here. Um, Indianapolis traveling to Cleveland take on the Browns. Uh, Cleveland three and one. Indy three and one and it's more surprising Cleveland after such a terrible start to the season getting blown out by Baltimore and only scoring six points but um they scored fucking 50 last week against Dallas which I mean hey it's Dallas defense they're shitty but still that's very impressive and uh it looks like Stefanski has finally figured out you know stop letting Baker throw so damn much and give the ball yeah. to your fucking running back because they're they're uber talented yeah. um right now the Colts are the favorites minus one and over under is 47 and a half uh, I'm going to make my pick quick on this one, guys. I like Cleveland in this game. I honestly like Cleveland. Um, Indianapolis has played great. Phillip Rivers has bought into the uh, the right system, and he's not the Phillip Rivers of old where he's just going to chuck it 50 times a game and throw three interceptions and three touchdowns. So um, they're, they're, feet, they're running the ball. They're playing really good defense. 
However, I think this Cleveland's team has found their identity. They know who they are. Kareem Hunt is officially a uh, future guest of the show, by the way. He is officially the uh, starting running back and, uh, you know, with the injury to Chubb. And the uh, offensive line is an elite offensive line, especially run blocking. And um, I think they just kind of churn away and wear down this Indianapolis Colts team. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Cleveland on this one. Give me a score. Uh, I think they can get 28, and I'll give the, the Colts, I'll give them 20. Yeah, I, I, I like all of that. I, I definitely like how you guys have recognized and Stefanski has recognized what the strength of this team is and what they need to do in order to win, and that's run the ball, right? Now, it hurts that they lost Chubb, but I don't think that changes what they do here on out. I think they continue to run the ball. It's just 100% Kareem Hunt instead of 50-50 Chubb Hunt, right? <clears throat> I think they incorporate... Um, ODB or OBJ, how they've been doing, end arounds, just trying to get, get him the ball any way possible and utilize his talent any way that they can. And I and I think the last couple of weeks they've been figuring it out. Most important, do not put the ball in Baker's hands when it counts. He He's not a bad quarterback, but he is very streaky. And I think you need to kind of put a ceiling on what he does. Yeah. And I think if you control what he does, I, I think, I think Cleveland could easily win eight, nine, 10 games this year. Um, I think they're going to, I'm not sold on Phillip rivers as much as I've been hearing from other people. Uh, I look, watch him play and I'm like, ah, oh, this is his last year. <laughs> uh, you know they have some talent out, out of the yeah. backfield despite losing uh marlon mack i still think they have talent there despite losing uh that slot receiver they still have some talent in the wide receiver uh position but i i think i think you see i think this is another example of a team going one direction and a team going another in the opposite direction i think you see cleveland winning 35 38 I could no, nah, you know, yeah, easily. And I, I think this the Colts put up ten or thirteen. I, I really think this is this is the week that we see. Yeah, the Colts they're not a playoff team, but 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 Cleveland maybe. I I love that analysis, Vinny. I really do. Uh, the only the only real difference that I see there is that I think that they're both playoff teams, and not necessarily on the strength of Indy, but I think that that division is weak. I think besides the NFC East, that's the weakest division in football. I don't think Tennessee, who's also all kinds of uh, COVID nineteen beat up, uh, I don't I don't know that I trust in that team. And Ryan Tannehill again, that might be going back to my jaded Miami Dolphins days with him, but. I don't know that they're they're probably to me the the weakest undefeated team left, and I think the Colts could could win that division. Uh, so I agree with everything that everybody said. It's nothing that I haven't said before as well. Cleveland getting a point at home? Are you kidding me? This is a no brainer to me. I think that the Cle Cleveland Browns have figured out who they are. I think they're definitely a playoff team this year, and uh, I, I could see this one getting out of hand, especially if uh, Cleveland can, like you said, keep the ball out of Baker's hands and and not turn the ball over if Cleveland doesn't turn the ball over here I think they could win handily uh give me them uh, 30 to 14 okay all right guys three more games let's bring it in strong next game here we got the Sunday nighter Minnesota Vikings traveling to Seattle to take on Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks 
Seahawks, of course, our favorites, minus seven. Over under is 57. Uh, Ruder, this is your team right here. You want to go ahead and take this? <laughs> okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to minorly take exception with the this is my team stuff. But again, without fail, you, you knew what I was doing this week. If for no other reason to keep the streak alive, I'm going with Minnesota here. Uh, I don't know that they win this game, but let me let me give you a little bit of history on the Seattle Seahawks team. The Seahawks team, it's very exciting. It's very easy to see how good DK Metcalf looks. It's easy to see how good Lockett looks. It's easy to see how MVP candidate Russell Wilson looks. But this team cannot play defense, okay? And that's going to keep Minnesota in this game. Uh, Vinny already alluded to the fact that they've got Justin Jefferson, who I called was going to have a big game the other day for me to help win me that win me that. Uh, that game against the spread. And I think he's going to do well again this week against a Seattle Seahawks team that can generate no pass rush whatsoever. Uh, taking a look at their scores this year. Uh, obviously we've talked about just the absolutely inept Falcons. They did beat them by 13, but the, the rest of the, the rest of the games against the Patriots, the Cowboys who are much maligned right now and the dolphins who have already said are fucking terrible, right? Those are all one score games. I think that the, the Vikings are a better team than the Cowboys and the Dolphins easily. I think they keep it close. They may lose the game because I like, you know, going down the stretch late in the game, although it is primetime Kirk in his last game, primetime, he did pull out the victory. So he maybe turned the luck around a little bit there. Uh, I think the Vikings cover the spread and uh, I'm still going to go with the Seahawks here. I'm going to say, you know, 34 to 30 but give me the Vikings with the points. You like that? No. Um, <laughs> don't at all. Real quick, real quick, real quick. So you just mentioned that he won his last primetime game. And uh, do you want to know what his, do you want to know what his primetime record was before that? Before that? Yeah. Probably 0 and 6. No, he was uh, actually 7, 15 and 1. And then that game made him 8, 15 and 1. Okay. There it is. So he got a game. He won a game. Um, you know how I feel about Kirk Cousins. I am not a Kirk Cousins guy. However, I will say I think that they will be able to move the ball in the Seattle defense just like everybody else has. I love the over on this game. Um, I think this can definitely be a shootout. And as much as I don't like Kirk Cousins, um, I think uh, the score that you had just mentioned, Ruder, I think it could definitely get up there just like that. Um, I'm going to go with the MVP of the league right now, Russell Wilson, and winning this game. Um, I think they can fucking put up 40 at any point in time. I think this is going to be one of those games where they kind of do that. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I'm going to go with the score of uh, let's go 40. I'm going to give Minnesota 33. All right. I think Kirk Cousins throws a couple of touchdowns. Jefferson has looked really good. He, he's been arguably, I think he's been the best rookie receiver that uh, so far this season. Dalvin Cook, awesome running back. We already know that. Thielen, awesome receiver as well. And Kirk Cousins, man, give me like I'm I'm betting with you right now, man. I need you to score some points for me, please. Don't turn back into prime time, Kirk Cousins, please. Battle with these boys, score some points, and uh, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, I, I would have to take Minnesota plus a seven. Uh, try to buy it up seven and a half. Definitely look at the over. I. Uh... Both of these defenses are just too bad, and both of these offenses are just too good. Uh, Russell Wilson is easily the MVP, bar none, and the story. D, uh, DK Metcalf is, I think, I think you're gonna in two, three years, you'll you'll be talking about DK Met, Metcalf like we talk about Julio Jones. He's the best wide receiver in the league. 
Uh, they got Car- uh, Chris Carson. The dude, the dude's just a a beast. And Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, I think is two three years. I think right now he's going to be top three running back in the league. You talk about Zeke, you talk about CMC, but you got you talk about Saquon, but Dolphins, Dolphin Cook is right up there. The kid touches the ball and boom, he could score on you. They all, you know, and as much as you guys don't like, uh, you know, um, whatever his name is, right from Washington, Cousins, he gets the ball to his wide receivers, and the wide receivers do work. So I think, I think. Depending on what the refs do, like we said earlier in the episode with these offensive holdings, right? Because if they're if they're if they're loose, if they're not calling so many penalties, I think both teams move the ball easily, and I think you put a lot of points on the board, and I think it goes over. With the points, I gotta go with Minnesota plus seven, trying to get that hook seven and a half. Okay. All right, guys. Next game on the slate, we got our Monday nighter. L.A. Chargers traveling to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. Right now, Saints are minus eight. Fifty and a half is the over-under. Vinny, what are you thinking, sir? Man, I just named three running backs, and I didn't name my favorite from Tennessee, Elvin Kamara. I think he is the most underrated running back in the league, and I just proved it to myself, right? I just Mm -hmm. said Dalvin Cook, CMC, Saquon. And I completely forgot about Elvin Camaro, who once he gets the ball in his hands, it's like God, you know, R.I.P. Gail Sayers, he could score from any point, right? And I think that's what you get with Camaro. That's in my opinion. If Michael Thomas comes back, it makes it that much easier with uh, Drew Brees. If he doesn't, I think it makes it that much harder. I love um, Herbert, mostly because he just throws to a bunch of dogs, Keenan Allen is just fucking nasty. Just go up and get it. Come, hey, you want some? Let's get some. And that's that. And that's and that's Keenan Allen. So I, I like Keenan Allen. This is a big number. New Orleans, New Orleans minus eight. They're at home. Um, it's. I, I'm not a big fan of Anthony Lynn, to be honest with you. After the after the when I look at a game, I look at the number. After the number, I look at coaching. Not a big Anthony Lynn fan. Um, um, Herbert's a Herbert's still a rookie quarterback. They just lost Eckler. We'll see what that Justin Jackson could do. But that that minus eight's a big number. Gun to my head, I still got to take the Saints. I think they have something to prove. And when teams have something to prove, I think I think that that gives it to them, right? You know, just look. For example, look at the Spurs that second year after they lost to Miami Heat, they come back and they win it, right? Yeah. I think teams, I think I think teams after they lose, they come back. I think I think I like teams that have a um a stick up their ass, so to speak. <laughs> and I think the Saints are getting that. I think they're gonna start putting putting together some wins. Really? This one's uh this one was maybe looking up and down the list of games. This one was the toughest for me. Uh, cause if I was one of those Vegas guys that they counted on to make these spreads, I'd put it right about here. I mean, if we, I look at this game and I think, ah, saints by a touchdown and that's kind of exactly, exactly where we're at. Uh, I love everything that Vinny said about Camara, especially the underrated part. I thought that was a pretty astute observation there that you even underrated them yourself in your own commentary. So I, I can kind of feel that, uh, 
How about a little uh, Justin Herbert talk? And I need to make one more uh, Tyrod Taylor being stabbed by his own medical staff <laughs> joke. If uh, That if just goes back allowed. to show how terrible that fucking organization is. I mean, that's that's <sighs> as brutal a thing as I've ever heard. Being stabbed I, I think this in the just lung justifies by your Eli own. Manning, right? Yeah. It just justifies Eli Manning. I mean, <laughs> it's being stabbed in the lung by your own doctor to take you out. Yeah. But with that being said, Justin Herbert, he looks he looks awfully good, awfully good to start the career. You know, a couple rookie mistakes here and there that teams made him pay for, but man, he, the kid can the kid can chuck it. He seems like a gamer. He keeps his team in the game all the way to the end. Uh, so that's why I said, I, you know, on paper you'd say sure, Saints by a touchdown, but this one's this one's scary at eight points. Uh, with that being said, I do like the Saints to win this one at home. I think that they might overmatch young Mister Herbert here and give me the Saints. Uh, 30 to 21. So they're, they're barely going to cover. Yeah. Uh, I looked at this game as well. I kind of want to pick the chargers. I like Herbert a lot. I like their defense. You already know how I feel about Drew Brees Ruder. Um, <laughs> but I just think that it's kind of hard to pick against the saints in this one here. Like Herbert's a rookie quarterback and as good as he's looked, um, he's still a rookie and we kind of hit or miss with rookies at this point in the season. I think that the Saints defense is pretty good and they can dial up some blitzes and kind of get them confused and can get them messed up there. But um, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to roll with the Saints. I'm going to trust Drew Brees for, for at least one game. And uh, yeah, I like a score. Give me 30, give me 33. And I'll give the, the chargers. I'll give them, I'll give them 18. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, all right. And then last game on the slate here, Tuesday night special guys. <laughs> has, has there ever been a Tuesday game before? I don't think I've ever seen a yeah, game. Yeah, this before. is the second one in 70 years. Wow. Okay. Uh, so we have the Tennessee Titans, a.k.a. COVID outbreak, versus the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I don't have a spread for this game because it's not listed on our thing here. But uh, just to kind of give a pick, I think that uh, I think this game could kind of get ugly for Tennessee. I think Buffalo is kind of pissed off that now they got to play these guys on a Tuesday and then now they got to go and play KC on a short week um, on Sunday, the week after that. <clears throat> and uh, I think they kind of take it out on Tennessee here. I think that uh, I think the Buffalo's offenses look really good right now. I think they're like the what number two or number three passing offense in the league. Josh Allen right now, I think he's a top three MVP candidate. He's looking really solid. The defense need to get their shit together, and um, we'll see if Tannehill can do anything against Buffalo's defense. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Buffalo on this one. I think they went big. I think they uh, dropped 30. I'll give them 31, and I'll give Tennessee 14. You want to go ahead? Yeah, yeah, I'll jump in real quick. I, I don't I don't have much here. I, it's going to be very interesting to see what this, this COVID situation did to Tennessee. Uh, I think it might have been a better game. I, I still think that somewhere from the the years and years of Buffalo being terrible, I have that that same Buffalo mentality of of waiting for the other shoe to drop. That might be something to do with my Buffalo Sabres fandom as well. I feel like they uh, I'm always waiting for that next piece of bad news, and I might have gone with Tennessee this week, even though I'm not convinced that they're very good either. Um, but with that being said, I think that them being in the news this week, this game being moved to Tuesday, what COVID's done up and down their roster. I think that that's just a very tumultuous week. And Buffalo is not the team that you want to play right now 
when you're going through some turmoil. I just don't think they are. I think Buffalo's incredibly well coached. Yeah, uh, McDermott, I think, might be the best young coach in football. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to take that might be out of the way. I think he's excellent. I mean, I don't know that there's anybody that gets more out of his roster, I will say this, than, than what McDermott does. I think that defense needs to tighten up. And I think that they need, they might be like a playmaker away on defense, especially on the defensive line from being a real, a real uh, Super Bowl contender. Uh, but with that being said, I like Buffalo this week, especially in a week of turmoil for Tennessee. Uh, give me the Bills somewhere around that 30 to 20 mark. I think Josh Allen's streak of really good play continues and uh, the Bills take this one home. So Vinny, last but not least, I think Vinny might be muted here. There yeah, Josh Allen definitely took the next step. I mean, he looked like a quarterback who was kind of lost, you know, made bad decisions, took bad sacks, and this year he's just <laughs> – he took two or three steps. He looks great. You know, um, I'm, I'm still weeks away. Right. I mean, we're, we're from Buffalo, like you said, when we're kind of jaded, but I still think, I, I don't think the Buffalo collapse comes at four and oh, I think the Buffalo collapse, if it dumps, does come, comes at 10 or two or, or 11 and three, you know? <laughs> so I, I, so I still think, I, I still think we see a continuation of this great play by Buffalo. They're dynamic on offense. They have uh, John Brown. Once he, you know, he, he played well last week. He continues to play well once he gets healthy. Uh, Diggs just adds such a different dynamic to um, that offense that um, it, it makes them hard to deal with, and they're very well coached. And like I said earlier, I, I really I gravitate towards well-coached teams, and Buffalo is one of them. Now, Tennessee, on the other hand, um, their games have looked really weird this year, right? I mean – a couple games they were down a couple touchdowns and come back and win and vice versa. They were up a couple touchdowns and, and, and give, giving up that lead. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a little skeptical on what Tennessee does. They don't have um, that wide receiver is a Corey Davis, the kid from Washington, I think. So, um, you know, I, you know, gun to my head. I like Buffalo this week. I, I, I like them to put on a nice little, 24 to three, 24 to six win. I, I don't see Tennessee doing that, doing that, um, doing that well against that tough Buffalo defense. The one X factor I think could be in that game though is Derrick Henry. Um, because Buffalo's run yeah. defense isn't that great. And uh he could have a big game and uh, we could see what happens. But uh yeah, we all like Buffalo. Like I'm like I'm not a big Tennessee guy. Um, that's it, guys. We did it. Week five is in the books, man. Let's go play some money. Let's let's go bet. Let's go win some money. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Right now, I'm watching this finals game between the Heat and the Lakers. This is really good. It's 101, 101, and uh, two minutes left. It's gonna please tell me room for. Please tell me room for my for Miami. I'm rooting for Miami, but at the same yeah. time, I'm not. I wouldn't be mad if LeBron get his fourth one right here. Ah man, him. I want Jimmy Butler to win. Yeah, I do too. Jimmy, my guy. Jimmy's my guy. So. They play oh, hard you got, as hell. You've got another uh, another soldier here to bring on for some basketball talk. Vinyl, Vinyl, get oh, you going there too. Oh, okay. you like, uh, you, I will I'm, talk basketball I'm, all day. College, yeah. pro, forget about it. We're gonna we're gonna bring back the pen at some point. One last thing before we go. So, uh, if, if everybody's not Jimmy. convinced on all of our picks right here, uh, what are, what are our locks though? 
Bryce, give him give him your lock real quick. Uh, my lock was Pittsburgh over over Philadelphia. Okay, Vinny. Oh, my lock was Arizona over the Jets. I love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, my lock, we're gonna call it. We're we're going San Fran over the Dolphins big because I think San Fran is gonna is gonna eat up Miami. So th- those are the ones to parlay. Those are the ones to put together, boys. The big three. And and listen to Vinny's picks especially. I got a feeling about this kid. This kid's gonna be something. Look out. Yeah, man. We'll we gotta. We definitely gotta have you on the show again, Vinny. Man, this has been a pleasure. You got anything that you want to plug while we while you uh, while we wrap this up? Now, you guys know me on uh, Vinny Palms on Facebook, you know, Vinny underscore Palms on uh, Instagram. I'm easy to find. You guys hit me up. I had a great time. I I'm, I want to thank you guys for inviting me. This this was a great I, – I had a great time. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Good. Vinny, do you want to plug your OnlyFans? <laughs> no, 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 we're going to keep that bar. We're going to keep yeah, that one private. That's yeah, private. We'll keep that private. That's, just, that's for our inner circle. Vinny Palmieri, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you again, sir. LeBron had a big and one, by the way. That was beautiful. Um, if you listen to this podcast, make sure Jimmy, I'm sorry. If you listen to this podcast, make sure you go like our Facebook page, What's Your Enthusiasm Podcast. Go and follow us on Twitter, SYE Pod. Email us, man. I know you've been winning some money off of our picks. You better go let us know how much you're winning. Well, not much you winning, but that's your winning. Uh, Sports Your Enthusiasm Podcast at gmail.com. Um, Ruder, let the people know what they got to do. You already know. They already know. Drink lots of water, all the, all the good water, that filtered water, and uh, stay hydrated, stay healthy, wash your hands, cover your face, wear your mask, all that good stuff. Keep it healthy. Vote. And vote. Big time. Registration. Uh, we should have had this one day earlier. Registration, we were due today. I'm already uh, all signed up. We're good to go. Yes, we're going to have sir. a politics show, by the way, Bryce. We're going to have to bring Penn back on for that, too. This guy, this guy Uh-oh. can talk his you shit. Guys not, you guys might not be ready for that <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, you guys have a good night. Thank you for listening, guys. We love you. Take care. Man.